I'm terrified. <laughs> Are you more scared or more excited? More scared. More scared. I'm excited. I can't wait. I mean, I'm excited, but it is scary. We have well, so much freedom right now. We'll be fine. What's another baby? No I big know, deal. Another baby is a big <laughs> deal. <laughs> All right, so what what are we going to do, though? Are we going to keep making this podcast? Like, what? I don't know. What do you think we should do? I think we should make the podcast. Heck, yeah, we're going to keep doing this podcast. Let's just add to the chaos. It'll be fine. We'll be good. All right, so we're still going to do weekly episodes. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. 100%. All right, what if you can't do one? Then you'll do one. I guarantee that happens. <laughs> 100%. At least one time I'll be doing You really think so? A whole episode. I mean, you did it before, so. Ads and all. Yeah. Well, anyways, guys, we have shout outs to do for our new patrons. So thank you guys so much for supporting us. We have Natasha, Rebecca, Bergen, Julian, Jillian, Nicola, Megan, Emily, and I just got a new one on my phone. Marissa, thank you guys so much. Wow. Talk yeah. about talk about last second uh, it literally addition. Just popped. No, it's perfect. Okay. All right. There you go. I mean, literally... Marissa, you made the cut by one second. Yep. <laughs> a so, live update. So check out our Patreon. We now have ad-free episodes on there. So if the ads are a little too much for you, you can listen without distractions from start to end. Again, thank you guys so much for your support. It's not every day that cases that have gone cold get reopened. The odds are even slimmer when there's no body or DNA evidence that can tie a suspect to the disappearance. And after 25 years, it seems almost impossible. But this past May, for the five children of Linda Lunsford, they might have finally found some answers to what happened when their mother didn't come home from work in December of 1996. A little more than 3,000 people live in Chesterfield, Virginia, which is a small town near Richmond. The Lunsford family had always lived in the area and had no plans to leave. Born on October 7, 1958, Linda Evans came from a large family and would go on to have an even bigger family of her own. By 1996, Linda Evans Lunsford had five children whom she loved more than anything. She had gotten divorced from Linwood Lunsford two years previously, but the exes stayed amicable for the kids. Her youngest, Leslie, was 14 and her eldest, Jimmy, was nearly 20. By 1996, Linda was 38 years old, only 5 foot 10 inches tall, and weighed 110 pounds. She was a petite woman, but had a powerful relationship with everyone she knew. Her kids, who now have children of their own, remember their mother as someone who, despite having five kids, made sure that she had a special relationship with each. In order to give her children the best lives and help support other members of her extended family, Linda worked hard at three different demanding jobs. She kept to a strict schedule to make sure that she was never late to any of her jobs, got her children to school and back, and still managed to spend time with her family. Linda had help from her parents and siblings when she had to work and couldn't be there to watch her kids. Despite her busy schedule, Linda always made time for her kids and put their wishes first. Her second youngest, Lindsay, remembers that on the last Christmas she spent with her mom, she had begged her to get an expensive jacket that was trendy that year. Linda didn't really like the style, but Lindsay really wanted this jacket. 
When she woke up on Christmas morning, she had found that her mom had gotten her the jacket she was dreaming of. That was the kind of mom Linda was. She'd do anything to make her kids happy. She was there for them 100%. Besides just caring for her family and working, Linda also knew how to enjoy life. One of her favorite pastimes was to sing karaoke. She was particularly fond of country music singer Lori Morgan. She rode motorcycles and was a big NASCAR fan, always rooting for her favorite driver, Rusty Wallace. Linda was full of love, life, and joy. On the day after Christmas in 1996, Linda had to work one of her many jobs. She was working a night shift at the Walmart in Midlothian. Her store asked employees to come in and to help clear away the holiday decor and other items now that it has passed. Linda was working that night with her on-and-off-again boyfriend, John Harvey Howard. John and Linda had started a relationship about six months ago, but things hadn't worked out, and Linda ended their relationship after only a few months. Though they had only been together for a short time, Linda had gotten close to John's children, being a loving mother herself. So when their relationship ended, she didn't want to cut ties off with them as well. Because John also worked at the same Walmart store, she tried her best to keep things peaceful and friendly with him. So after a long night's work putting away holiday decor, John and Linda decided to go out to grab a coffee at the nearby McDonald's. They clocked out of their shift and were seen at McDonald's around 8.30 in the morning on December 26th. Hours went by, but Linda still didn't return home from work. By lunchtime, her family was growing increasingly worried. It wasn't like Linda to not let them know where she was going to be or to stay out late, especially after having worked through the night. Because she worked three jobs, Linda had a pretty tight set schedule, and it wasn't like her to break the schedule. Knowing that she was working at Walmart in Midlothian, Linda's siblings and children got together to start their own search. They were the first to find Linda's car, a 1994 Burgundy Nissan Sentra. Though in the same lot as McDonald's where she had met John earlier, her car was parked in front of a Food Lion, which is a local grocery store chain. Her car was locked and there was no visible signs of a struggle. Everything seemed in place, but where was Linda? Linda's middle child, Linda Thurston, recalled that as soon as they found Linda's car, but not their mom, they knew something was wrong. They didn't need the police to tell them this or any more evidence. Something wasn't right and their mother was missing. That evening, they went to Chesterfield County Police Department to report Linda as a missing person. Trusting Linda's family that she wasn't just a runaway or someone who left willingly, police began to retrace, as best they could, Linda's last steps after clocking out of work on the morning of December 26, 1996. Using surveillance footage and eyewitness testimonies, they learned that Linda had first talked briefly with a female friend in the Walmart parking lot, and then left to go meet an ex-boyfriend, John Howard. The police were able to determine that she left the Walmart parking lot on her own volition, in her own car. With her whereabouts seeming to end at the fast food restaurant, they narrowed their focus to John Harvey Howard and brought him in for questioning. John admitted that he had spent time that morning with Linda, but he had only seen her at breakfast. 
But when his children were questioned to see if they knew anything, they told police that they had seen Linda at their house that morning talking with their dad. John changed his story, admitting that Linda had come over to talk with him about the state of their relationship. It seems that John wanted to get back together with Linda, but she didn't feel the same way. John swore to police that Linda left his house that day safe and well. Police were skeptical. John's story didn't account for Linda's car being parked in front of the food lion miles away. Did they drive to his house together? Did she come with him willingly? With little physical evidence to go off of and no other possible suspects, investigators focused their attention on John Howard. They began to look into his previous purchases and movements over the days before and after Linda went missing. They found that he used his credit card at a local hardware store to purchase a new trash can, lighter fluid, and duct tape only a few days before Linda had gone missing. Police issued a search warrant to see if they could find any evidence inside John's house. For days, they tore through his home in Hanover, Virginia, but there was no sign of Linda. Suspiciously, John couldn't account for where the duct tape, lighter fluid, and trash can that he had just bought were. Though police couldn't find anything concrete to tie John Howard to Linda's disappearance, Linda's siblings were certain that this was the man who knew where their sister was. Kathy Rose, Linda's younger sister, whom she was very close with, was adamant that John was lying when he said that Linda left his house safe that day. She told police and reporters that John had been stalking Linda after their breakup months earlier. She recalled that at the last Thanksgiving she had spent with her sister, Linda had confided that she was growing worried about John's behavior. At the Thanksgiving dinner, Linda said multiple times that if anything bad were to happen to her, it would be John Harvey Howard who was responsible. In the few weeks before her disappearance, Linda had also threatened to file a lawsuit against John for sexual harassment at work. Linda had tried to remain friendly after their breakup in early fall of 1996, but it seems that John wasn't respecting her wishes and acting inappropriate towards her during their shifts at Walmart. Police worked every angle to find something that connected John Howard to Linda's disappearance from the parking lot in Midlothian. They searched his home, retraced his movements as best they could, questioned everyone associated with him. At one point, they even had a detective in the department who was similar in weight, height, and looks to Linda drive Linda's car past John as he was walking to see if he would be startled and panicked enough to lead police to where Linda's body was. That's what the investigation had come to. As days, then weeks, then months went by, police grew more and more assured that Linda was not somewhere safe and sound. Though they hadn't found her body, police assumed that Linda had been murdered. They were looking for any information on who her killer might be and what they might have done with her body. 
Hi, this is Daniel Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's a Texas showdown. The postseason and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering information, up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series and through the World Series. Don't forget, Bet Online is where you have the latest game odds, present totals for the NFL and college football, plus real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. Serious up betting on football. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. With police now telling them that Linda had been murdered, the Lunsfield family was desperate for any answers, and so was the Chesterfield County Police Department. After 14 months of no leads, the chief of police rode into the Unsolved Mysteries television show for publicity. Pleading for anyone to come forward with knowledge, the Lunsfords reached out to local news outlets for coverage. For months, everyone in the town and neighboring communities talked about nothing but what could have happened to Linda. But still, no new evidence or leads turned up that police could follow. Eventually, focus on Linda's disappearance abated, and the public's and police's attention went elsewhere. Linda's case went cold for years. Though less investigative focus was being given to Linda's case, The Lunford family was still hoping for closure. A decade after she was last seen, a tip came into the police station that Linda Lunsford was buried in Amelia, a small town 30 minutes west of Chesterfield. Everyone was hopeful that after all this time, they would finally get answers. The Chesterfield County Police Department gathered a team and went to the area specified in Amelia and began excavation. Their focus was on an unbuilt housing lot in Oak Springs Plantation off Janita Road. The area was being developed for new houses, but it was previously a large farm. After three days, the police called off the search of the farmland as nothing turned up. Cadaver dogs indicated that there were human remains on the land. But the Chesterfield Sheriff told reporters that while there might be remains on the land, it wasn't entirely likely that the remains would be Linda's. Given how old the farm site was, the sheriff suggested that if any human parts were found, they could even be remains of soldiers killed during the Civil War. The Lunsfords were back in the same position as they were 10 years ago. 12 years to the day after Linda was last seen alive, The Lunsfords decided to host an emotional candlelit vigil to honor her. Nearly 50 people gathered to discuss Linda's life and ask for any new information. The vigil was attended by not only Linda's siblings, parents, and children, but the grandchildren she never got to meet. Her eldest son Jimmy spoke, sharing that not knowing what had happened to his mom was a never-ending nightmare that you could never forget. Some members of the Chesterfield police attended as well, but given that it had been 12 years since Linda vanished in 1996, many had retired. A new team of young detectives inherited the case. Though they hadn't done a vigil before, due to their grief and ongoing investigation, the family felt like it was finally time. They hoped that by meeting, even 12 years later, more people would become aware. Linda's mother, Sue Evans, told reporters that the vigil helped her feel some comfort because it reminded her how many people still remember and care for her daughter. Despite how much time had passed, 
this small-town Virginia community wasn't giving up on Linda Lunsford. But still, nothing came to light. For a brief period, investigators considered the possibility that Linda was the victim of a serial killer. In the 1990s, there were six women in their 30s who went missing in a similar area of Virginia. This included Linda. The Chesterfield police captain was skeptical, but given the area was a bit more prone to violent crimes and the number of unsolved missing women's cases, he felt he had to consider the possibility. As they attempted to find connections between the missing women, they only found more differences than similarities. Eventually, law enforcement concluded that it was unlikely that any of these cases were due to a serial killer or serial abductor. For a third time, the Lunsfords were left with no progress or answers after a potential lead. 25 years went by since Linda's family had seen her. Her children grew up, got married, and by 2021, she had 11 grandchildren. Everyone still hoped for some resolution, but for all these years, Kathy, Linda's sister, remained sure that she knew who abducted her sister, John Harvey Howard, Linda's ex who she was last seen with. For years, she's taken up the tradition of calling his phone on the anniversary of Linda's disappearance. In her calls, she told him that she believes he is responsible for killing her sister, and she will never stop working towards figuring out what happened on that horrible day so many years ago. Kathy has dedicated much of her life to looking for Linda, because she knows that that's what her sister would have done for her. And now, 25 years later, in early May of 2021, the Chesterfield County Police Department finally believed that they had enough evidence to link John Harvey Howard to Linda's abduction and murder. He was arrested and indicted on May 17, 2021. Working with the U.S. Marshals Service Capital Area Regional Fugitive Task Force and personnel from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, the Chesterfield Police Department arrested John on a first-degree murder charge from his Hanover home. John is now 62 years old and retired, and it's not quite clear what new evidence that was presented that allowed detectives to finally arrest John after all of these years. A major on the case shared that while they had looked at John in the earlier days of the investigation, they had to be sure to look into lots of other leads to be sufficiently thorough. But after all of these years, all roads led them back to John Harvey Howard. John is being held without bail at the Chesterfield County Jail for the time being. With his retirement, he makes less than $200 a month and has told police that he is unable to afford a lawyer. So they are now in the process of finding a court-appointed attorney to represent him, but have yet to find someone. Though they have a suspect arrested, Linda Lunsford's case is far from closed. In particular, prosecutors face an extremely difficult change. Linda's body still hasn't been recovered. Without Linda's body, there is no cause of death, physical forensic evidence, 
or even proof that Linda is actually dead. The prosecution will then have to prove that Linda isn't just some runaway who could still be alive somewhere. Then, they'll have to prove that her death wasn't an accident, but an intentional murder committed by John Howard back in 1996. Having a victim's body is key to helping prove both of these points, but since John isn't talking yet to prosecutors, Chesterfield Commonwealth's attorney Stacey Davenport, Chief Deputy Commonwealth's attorney Jennifer Nesbitt, and Assistant Commonwealth's attorney Jeff Einhas will have to move forward in trying a no-body case. The prosecution does have some precedent on their side. In recent memory, Chesterfield County has successfully won two crimes with no bodies, each one in 2016 and another in 2017, involved in an ex-boyfriend killing their former girlfriend. Attorneys had to rely on circumstantial evidence and general assumptions to convince a jury that they had the right person and that there was a murder that occurred at all. In the case of Linda Lunsford, the prosecution feels confident that they finally have enough circumstantial evidence to connect Howard to the crime, but are concerned that in addition to not having a body and a cause of death, the fact that this case has been cold for so long might taint a jury's opinion. With the rise of crime television shows, jurors often expect a trial to unfold like an episode of CSI. They expect clear DNA evidence to link someone to the crime. But in a 25-year-old case like this one, there will likely be none. In the months before John Howard's trial will officially begin, they are confident that they will be able to craft the right argument to convict him, whether or not there is a body. After 25 grueling and painful years, we are hopeful that Linda's parents, siblings, children, and grandchildren will finally see justice. When John Howard finally is able to secure a lawyer, we hope that he will finally confess and direct investigators to where Linda's body is so that her family can finally give her a proper burial and get the closure that they have been searching for for over two decades. As his trial gets underway and more news eventually comes to light, we here at Crime Salad will keep you updated on how everything unfolds. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Crime Salad is a Weird Salad production. Are you kidding me? That was perfect. Hi, this is Chris Hart, host of Plot or Chris Hart. BetOnline is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. BetOnline has everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series all the way through the World Series. And don't forget, BetOnline is where you get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football right at your fingertips. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.